Boom. Reactive. Previously on the Hardy and Sons podcast. We got Tony Prito. <laughs> he is just there in his, you know, his sweet leather jacket. Where do you find these things? I don't know. Where does one okay, in so the well, 20s find this? I'm these? guessing it was, uh, there was this old uh, corner shop, and it was called Carl Weathers Weathered Leather. One of the nine wig and costume shops in Bayport, a town that has one bank and 15 costume shops. <laughs> yeah. So they go down to Carl Weathers Weathered Leather to pick up one of Tony's jackets, right? Okay. And what do they find in the pocket but... Clippers. Clippers. I clippers. Mean, why are there clippers? Him in and Chet. Pockets? It's clippers everywhere. Yeah. Are we in Los so Angeles? There are like so many toenail clippings everywhere. They're just like leaving breadcrumb trails of clippings. This is the I mean, Hansel these... and Gre- the, the, the <laughs> Chet and Tony, Hansel and Gretel of nail clippings. It is so gross. It's so disgusting. Joe, don't, even... don't put your ear to the ground here. There's fingernail <laughs> clippings everywhere. Everyone keeps saying, Joe, I like your new earring. And he says, what earring? <laughs> Dean, mean, lean. Have yeah. you been... <laughs> Just getting in the right headspace. I'm getting in the headspace. I'm getting there. Uh, have you been watching any of the... Uh, uh, Get Back Beatles documentary? See, it's funny. Uh, Before I answer, I got to do a tangent. So I thought you were going to ask, have I been doing any Tybo? I have no idea why I thought (laughs) you were going to ask that. But when you said, have you been, immediately I thought you were going to ask me about Tybo. Now, last episode, your premonition was right. Yeah. You were, I forgot what it was, but you were, whatever the story I was telling was, you were like, oh, I was just thinking about that this time, way, way wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. You asked about what? The Beatles documentary, Get Back. Beatles. Billy. Billy Blanks. Oh, my Billy God. Billy Blank Beatles. And this is about how the Beatles Alliterations. are struggling to write the songs because they're drawing a blank. blank. Boom. Okay. See, let me tell you, Sean. Okay. It's called okay. Big History. Okay. Everything connects to everything. And okay. everything connects to Billy Blanks. <laughs> it all goes back to Billy. You're at a six degrees not. to Kevin Bacon, one degree <laughs> to Billy, Billy Blanks. Blanks. <laughs> it's a phenomenon. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> one degree one of Billy degree Blanks. One degree to Billy Blanks. <laughs> just like that. That you Leon- just tie blown my mind. Leonardo da Vinci is like the the figure of man, but it's Billy Blanks. Just everything connects to it. Oh, Billy. But no, I've heard about it. I don't even know what it's on. Is it on Disney HBO? Plus. I don't have Disney. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll get it whenever something comes out. Yeah. It, well, get out <laughs> uh, or get back. It, they took 60 hours of footage of the Beatles recording their final album. Yeah. Um, tentatively titled. It was titled at the time, Get Back. Title right. of the documentary. They changed it to Let It Be is the name of the album. Um, they did not let it be. They changed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, oh, please it, tell me someone's made that already. In I a, just did. Oh yeah, you should write a review because I have the X <laughs> factor. You can't do what I oh, do. Oh yeah, what you barking at, girl? No. So they found like sixty hours of found. There are sixty hours of footage. This team was like shooting a documentary of them recording this album and planning this show. Yeah. And then they didn't release it for fifty years. And then Peter Jackson was tasked with directing and putting it together, and he's done a brilliant right job. Man. And I can say that, having watched the first 
three quarters of the first of eight episodes. Eight episodes? There are 16 hours of footage in the final. There's eight parts, each of which is like a feature-length movie. Oh, my goodness. Of them planning and writing this album. And it's fascinating. To, to, my, to my surprise, like I turned it on, and on one hand, nothing's happening. Yeah. It's just them sitting around like they have the, the the crux of it is they have like 2 weeks to until the showtime and they have no songs. So oh, they're just showing up every Lord. day like they're trying to play on the show but they're also writing songs. And it's like you're watching them create. Like, yeah, and it's stuff that we know now. They're like they're these classic Beatles songs that they're writing and they're singing them with like the words wrong. Because, uh, because, so, because they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're just watching these guys, and they're getting frustrated with each other, and there's some drama and stuff like that. But they're just like four imperfect guys yeah. in their late 20s. They're, they're 28 at the time. Oh, Recording man. the last Beatles album. Yeah. And what we know now, like, they are absolute legends. And, like, some of this music is just groundbreaking genius. And to see it, it it's very humanizing to see these guys just working just getting after it not knowing the answers not coming in with this glorious vision but just muscling through it and it so it's it's cool it sort of shows the it pulls the curtain back yeah on genius oh man and it was really neat for me as co-host of the hardy <laughs> and sons podcast to see what what how they must have felt a little bit like we do yeah i mean that's a given and where i was hoping that's where you were going it seems unpolished it seems uh winged ad-libbed to an yeah. extent but fast forward 50 years people are going to look back on this moment this 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 episode and be like this is it like the guys were just and they were just top it yeah they were just spitballing and yet that became the season five Chapter chapter fifteen episode that we now know and love as the potty winner. They show it every year on Channel Five on on Thanksgiving Day. They play <laughs> the episode like absolute classic, and this, this is just the it's guys blasted at the float in New York City. Yeah, one float, big projector. The float yeah. in front of it, big screen. Yeah. That's just how it works. And it's this it's this shot of us. Wow, we have. I realized this broke down just now because I was like, it's a shot of us recording right now, but this isn't being filmed. That you know of. Oh my God. Actually, Hold on. There's no way. I've got a ring camera of my backyard. <laughs> so I'll just get the footage from from the surveillance camera, match it with the audio. We'll edit that together. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Is the ring camera actually recording? Yeah. Is it really? If anything moves, it captures it. Oh. So we'll just make sure that we move and wave our arms around as we're talking. <laughs> As we're making, neighbors are going to think we're insane. They already do, <laughs> and they don't know about the camera. <laughs> so this was the big, this was the big reveal. Well, you had said we should make a documentary of our process. Yes, and I'm saying I just watched a documentary of people essentially making a documentary of their process. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what the Beatles are to music, the Hardy and Sons podcast is to music <laughs> and to podcasting and to film. And to like painting art, like people who do painter. See, we're all of it. Podcasting is all the arts rolled into one. It is the truest art. It's form. the truest art form because you know what we're talking about. Everything we're talking about music. We're talking about we're talking cinema. about painter. 
Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> painter sculpt. <laughs> Like the, when they make like a stat, <laughs> like it's like rock, but it like looks like something. Yeah. Whatever that is, yeah. we're talking about it. <laughs> Podcasting is the end all. We're talking about movies. We're talking about TV shows. We're talking about books. We're talking about other podcasts. <laughs> X Factor. <laughs> History. Legends. <laughs> and you are here. <laughs> you heard it. And it's humbling. You look at the people in these rooms, in this Beatles doc, the people just... To be a fly on the wall watching these guys at like the, the peak of their creativity, just yeah. just making absolute gold. And like people say, like, man, to be a fly on the wall, like to be one of these people, just one of the cam rappers, one of those people like, you know, putting mics up or whatever. And the guy cleaning the floors. You are that to us. Yes. Listener. Yes. Yeah. You yeah, are that's listening. beautiful. You, you are our janitor. <laughs> <laughs> or master of custodial arts. Yeah, if you want to be it. Uh, <laughs> so, that, I like that. That, is, that is what I wanted to come in here with, is just a, a moment to pause and reflect on our greatness, which we don't do. No, never. We it's because we're do. too humble, Sean. It is. We're too humble dudes just so sitting here Our genius gold. is unrecognized. Yes. How, how many times have we recorded an episode and no one in the episode has congratulated us? I would say almost everyone. I think yeah. when Brett guested as our chef. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that happened. But for the most part, it's just you and me, and somebody's got to say something, David. It's like one out of every 115. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it's it's sad, but I have the strength to stand up for what I know is right. Yeah, and that's what makes you a strong uh, X-Factor. X-Factor. What's the word you were looking for? You were looking for the word X-Factor, which is what I am. And I have, and I do, and I, <laughs> and I be, and you be, and I now be, you're just and all I am, these different do letters at the alphabet. <laughs> Zed, cool as Zed's cucumber. dead. Zed's dead, baby. Oh yeah, we went Pulp Fiction with it. <laughs> They're dead, Zed. <laughs> oh, amazing. <sighs> But no, I haven't watched it. Well, it's good. Yeah, I'll check it out. It'll it'll <laughs> remind you of us. I hope so. You Except, see, uh, like Linda Eastman is well, there. I'll taking probably photos. think like it was a lot easier to be famous back then. Yeah, you know, people oh. just didn't have to be as talented back then as they do now. The competition that we face is just—it's so un- unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. For Which the Beatles, and let's be it, real. Hey, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. If yes. you haven't, really helps us out. We're trying to. And ratings. We deserve to be popular. Comments. And it's really hard when we're not. When we yes. know that we should and are and be. Popular. Yeah. <laughs> These are high school superlatives, all right? And right now, Sean and, and myself are only getting funniest walk. And I got we want to be. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be like best body or most athletic. Come I, on, get us I there. I want to be most successful podcast co-host. Yes. You've got a high school superlative, didn't you? Oh, uh, I don't think so. You didn't get any? I lived right in that uncanny valley of like have like having the X factor, but people didn't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was band president. <laughs> and that's it's a good place to be. It's it's being hidden in plain sight. Yeah. That's what it is. I ran a whole campaign for seniors superlatives. Yeah. Against someone else. Nice. How did it work out? His name was Steve. He was a great student. Very good student, right? 
Yep. His senior year, he decided, no, nah, I don't want to be a good student anymore. I, I Steve, wanna... what are you doing, man? Exactly. And he was just like, I'm not going to try anymore. I could get a scholarship, but I don't care. All because I want the senior superlative of senioritis. I kid you not. And early on in the year, he kept saying, I'm going to win senioritis. Like it was his whole goal in life. So when it got time to start voting, he kept going around saying, vote for Steve Meyer, senioritis. And I went around saying, don't vote for Steve Meyer, senioritis. Did you say, did you have a, you won? (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering, did you leave like a vote for David Pitt instead? Or was it just assumed? It was just assumed. (laughs) Well done, sir. Yeah, you live that legacy. Yeah. See, now I wonder with with our fame, with our clout. Yes. Should we... Just sort of walk through a high school every now and again <laughs> and tell people, like, do the nod and be like, don't go for senioritis, man. <laughs> and, like, later when they own an oil company, when they're successful, when they own, uh, like, a fossil fuel company yeah. or, like, a water desalination sort of uh, station. A water salination station. It's adding salt to it. Oh, they're uh, going to add salt to it? Well, to be successful, you got to do bad stuff. I'm not, I'm oh, not, you're right. We're you're not right, going to inspire somebody right. to start a solar farm. You're right. This I'm sorry. Not, not a windmill yeah. uh, meadow or whatever. You know, this is <laughs> somebody's going to have a, a diesel railroad. As there should but be. I gonna, don't know why we haven't started this yet. They're going to tell the story. They're going to be like, yeah, one day I was just walking through my high school. I was like, you know, not really feeling it. And then these two guys walked by and they were just like, don't, <laughs> don't go for the senior out of superlative, Chet. And I was like, "That's." It was weird because my name's not Chet. Yeah. It was weird that they chose Chet, and they were and the like, "Goofy one." Looked me up and down and said, "Go for best body." <laughs> <laughs> and so I filed the restraining order and yeah. I started a company. And then his friend threw me a shake and said, "Supersize it." <laughs> they seem to be paying a film crew to follow them around too. They just, just kept saying, "Remember this." <laughs> Really humble guys, though. <laughs> I'll never forget how humble they were. They kept saying that. And anytime the camera guy got close, they kept saying, get back. That's good. Get back. That's good. I was trying get to. Get back. Uh, yeah, where I where we once belong? I was trying to pivot that back to our, because our, we were reading this book. We're doing a podcast about a book. Oh, is that what you were trying to do? I would do it like this. Like, anything we say is gold. No, it's not a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I feel like you're chasing waterfalls right now. Don't go chasing waterfalls, especially if they're frozen. And that's where we find <laughs> the boys chasing Big Al to the base of a frozen waterfall. Um, so this amazing chapter, segue, by the way. All right, round of applause. Thank you. This is what I. D- I actually factor. really liked that idea of the frozen waterfall. Yeah, they got I, that I, from Frozen. I'd never seen Frozen. Me neither. No. <laughs> um, but I so I'm, I want to do this a bit out of order. Okay. Um, no, no. The I, memento I take episode. I, no, I, I take that back. No, we've already said on the Chris Nolan memento episode. No, no, no. So this, this, so chapter fourteen ended by saying like you know they were following Big Al. Big Al goes around this corner. They go around the corner. Big Al's gone, vanished. Ahead, the canyon ended abruptly in a high frozen cataract, which we now know as a waterfall. Yes. The outlaw had vanished. Then we get chapter 15, 15. Underground, underground Chase. chase. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he didn't vanish. 
He just went underground, we know now. <laughs> and also, not really a chase happening at all in this chapter. <laughs> it's like a, a, a slow pace over with a lot of uh, food breaks. Yeah. <laughs> They're tending to horses in a tunnel. Oh, that's a good title. That's what this should have been. Tending to horses 15, in a tunnel. <laughs> tending to horses in a tunnel. <laughs> and occasionally, Frank turns on a flashlight. And then that's the subtitle. They make food <laughs> multiple times. Parentheses, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you read this title name, you lost it, and that made me very happy. Yeah, just in the chapter name. Like, where did he go? <laughs> Next chapter, <laughs> underground. Chase. Chapter fifteen. Big Al went underground <laughs> behind the waterfall. Chapter 15, there was a, a tunnel behind the waterfall they that really you couldn't do. see at first until you went to the side. Yeah, they and take all the magic out but up all, front. And then there, there's also three paragraphs in the beginning of like, man, there's no place for him to go. There's no place <laughs> to hide. Like he could be like the walls are bare. Where could he go? And then the, <laughs> the last <laughs> paragraph on the page is like, well, he must have gone somewhere. Let's follow his tracks here. Like, there were tracks the whole time. <laughs> you had footprints in the snow, and you're sitting here saying, I wonder where he went. Yeah, yeah. Now, if the tracks stopped, that's a good chance for three paragraphs about where did he go. Yeah. But you're just following tracks in the snow, which go behind the waterfall. Oh, what with all these rat toenail clippings? Several times, there, there's these same... Uh, I feel like three times in this chapter. That's one, and then like they get to a fork in the road. Yeah. One goes high up onto the ridge. The other goes down low. They chose the lower one because that's where the tracks went. <laughs> yes, obviously oh, you don't have to yeah. tell us. I'm sure you passed several. Now I know forks the tracks the go here, but what if he went up there and just did these tracks for a few miles as a diversion, walked backwards over the tracks the same way, so or it's the same shoe print, jumped off his horse, let the horse go down one path. Yeah, he just went like the when other you way. Jump off Yoshi in Super Mario World. Yeah, he'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can you can stand on top of a mushroom. Exactly. You can He's do just mushrooms. jumping mushrooms, or or Tripping he mushrooms. got the the mushroom that had the wings on it, and he's flying. Got a pea wing. You got a pee wing. You got a pee wing. Yes, that could be the uh, situation going on in the underground chase. Frank agreed. The boys dismounted and moved forward cautiously, leading their horses. Moonlight wrapped the scene in an eerie loneliness. Mm. That got a highlight for me because our author does not write well. <laughs> and no, and this doesn't. was one sentence that was sort of like, yeah, that's poetic. Yeah, the I moonlight, like that. the moonlight, eerie loneliness, wrapping. Yeah, this is it's this, beautiful. It's illustrative. I once saw a movie. It was directed by Michael Biehn, and there was a line in it because the movie looked so bad. They did a process called day for night, which you know, but they shoot movies at day and color grade it to look like night. Okay. Well, the movie was looking bad as they were shooting it, and they knew it was. So he threw in a line where it was like, "It's so bright out here, you could read a book." And movie it was, saved. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They cut to the moon. It was a full moon, and he was just like, it's such a bright night, you could read a book. Bam. Done. And that's what he's doing right now. Yeah. He's saving the book. He's saving the book. Eerie loneliness. That's how you can see the tracks he's, at night. Sharon left him at this point. Yes. She's gone. Sharon! Okay. Was it Sharon? Sharon? No, it's Sheila. But Sheila, excuse me. It's I'm okay. so sorry. Well, yeah, we I, haven't did, I did the Aussie. We have to Sharon yet. No. <laughs> Stay tuned, Ooh. listeners. Ooh. Uh, and more coming later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Al's tracks lead behind the waterfall. 
they say yes. a full page after the chapter starts. <laughs> they could have just that could have been the first line of the of the chapter. Like Bill Gow, he vanished. Yeah. Chapter starts. So they followed his tracks around the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. I like that actually. That's that's got a good flow Saved to us it. A page. No rhythm. This chapter is way too long. Yeah. Which is I'm all not of just these saying books. that because I'm reading it when it's like 30 degrees out here right now, <laughs> laboring over these words. <laughs> oh, so gradually they became aware of a sound, which was the muted roar of a falling water, uh, still flowing behind the glacier-like formation. Okay, yeah. There's Sorry, something. We've, we've skipped back. So th- this is before they're like, let's follow his tracks behind yeah. the waterfall. So they discover the waterfall is still Through the falling. sound. Yeah. yeah. Which they should have known because of the river. <laughs> like there's water flowing out from underneath the waterfall. Yeah. The waterfall that froze had to have come from somewhere <laughs> and it's still going there. Water which, doesn't stop for the winter, boys. This is the way they find it out. And this is also the way we found out what cataract was. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the sound became louder as they neared the cataract, which, boom, there it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Easy. Solved it. We didn't even have to look it up. Uh, the majestic ice curtain glittered in the moonlight. In I the loved lonely that. moonlight. I love that. Yeah. It was fringed with great, jagged, blue-white spears that hung down like stalactites. Now, see, I don't like that image. Like, it's so close. Yeah. But, like, it's not hanging down like stalactites. Like, they are. They are. Yeah, I know. Stalactites. It should have been, like, hanging down like the curtains at the end of a of a play. <laughs> like, with the final line of a Shakespearean playwright, the yeah. curtains fell like the shattered ice <laughs> in the blue, glittery moonlight. That's good. You should write one of Thank these. You. Thank you. I would read X that. X-Factor. 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 <laughs> so, uh... So they get the, hey, look, there's an opening in the cliff wall, must be a tunnel, or maybe just a blind cavern. Ooh, the cataract cavern. Ooh. Yeah. Big Al could be waiting for us Because it can't see. It's the blind cavern. Captured in the cataract cavern <laughs> is the name of this chapter. Fantastic. <laughs> After a whispered conference, <laughs> Frank groped his way behind what the cataract. What is a whispered oh. conference? I imagine it's it, they just got they got together like the man doesn't know that they've been following him and they've been shouting the whole shouting the whole time to where now they're like okay let's whisper the water is falling. I'm so glad you said that because at the very end of this chapter I want to come back to that. Okay, yeah. Because it, well I I mean I can spoil it now. This is an awful chapter. At the end they're like oh maybe he thinks he lost us in the tunnel. It's like no, <laughs> he heard you the whole time. <laughs> The whole time he heard you, yeah. Don't you your whisper he conferences even saw you doing the whisper in a rock conference. tunnel are not are not hiding you. He heard you say, "Do you think he thinks he lost us?" And if you'd shut up, you would have heard him mumble, "Didn't lose you, Xie, right here." Or he throws a rock at you. Like, but we get ahead of ourselves. Oh. Uh, presently, <laughs> came back, said it's a tunnel. It's a tunnel, all right. No telling how far it goes. Or where. And then uh, they're like, well, let's go. There are wet tracks in there, so let's Always. follow them. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, for this whole chapter, there's going to be tracks. We can just follow the tracks. Yep. We don't have to labor over decisions. Follow the tracks. Yeah. And uh, Joe's <laughs> animal, which was in the lead, whinnied and reared when it felt the splattering spray of the waterfall. But it soon calmed under Joe's reassuring hand. 
the the theme here once again i want to go back to last episode of i just keep wanting to insert the word unarmed like <laughs> joe's unarmed they entered the tunnel hand. unarmed yeah uh, but also this this chapter has a lot of horse care as <laughs> as though as though they like peter wrote in about the book before the day you guys you just left your horse. Like, we want to make sure that you're writing about how well taken care of the horses yeah. are. You're not going to buy another horse. Like, make so sure you take care scared. of this. Yeah, it's scared. But re- reassure it. <laughs> reassure it. Calm it down. So. So they get inside. And they hike and hike. and I mean, They take I, I intervals where they stop and listen. They ride for a bit, and then they stop everything and listen. Yet they're still following the tracks, which is why I don't understand. Why are you stopping and listening? Yeah, yeah. You're just losing. They're, they're trying to see if they're getting closer, and every time they sort of hear something. Uh, but 20 minutes later, Joe thought he could detect them again, uh, and then they keep saying this: um, the enclosed passage with the smooth, hard walls might carry the sound almost any distance. He may be far ahead of us," said Frank. "Sound can be pretty tricky in here." Uh, and several other times they come back to this like, "I heard something, but there's no telling how close we are." Yeah, like oh. But he could be really far away. <laughs> okay, then stop. Yeah. Stop saying anything, guys. Yeah, just keep writing. But uh, no. Yeah. So uh, after a while, it became necessary to rest the horses. The Hardys did not dare pause too long for fear of losing Bill Gal- Big Al completely. And put and a pin soon in that. went on. What? Put a pin in the idea that the Hardys did not dare pause too long for fear of losing Big Al because yeah. that fear goes away pretty oh, quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So the tunnel turned and twisted. The horses were nervous, which I would love to be in the room during that horse's conversation. But at it's first, it's a whisper conference. It's a, whisper, it's a horse, it's a horse whisper whispering conference. conference. Ah, yeah, there it is. X Factor. It had to be said to get there. At first, about proceeding, but gradually became accustomed to the experience. So the horses are finally yeah. okay with riding in this tunnel, yeah. and it's getting wider okay and it. wider. They're emotionally okay with it. They are going to get hungry and tired. And we will still have to address those things, but yeah. not the emotions. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they noticed it gets... Uh, well, gradually, the boys became aware the tunnel was sloping upward. The horses began to pant and labor from the steepness of the incline, and the Hardys had to rest them more frequently. So they're yes. taking a lot of breaks here. Which they also uh, realized that it's 3.30 in the morning yeah. right now. Which and they said been- it's almost daytime. Yeah. Like, what time of year is this? Yeah, it's, I, it's that's winter. the question I have to ask. Too. It's winter. Yeah. It does not get bright out at 4 a.m. Yep. It gets bright at, like, se- if, you're, if you're in Montana or wherever they are, yeah. it gets, like, the sun rises at noon. <laughs> and then, like, that's why the movie's called High Noon. Yeah, like, six months of darkness. Yeah. Is that Montana? That's Montana. Yeah, that's vampires. Yeah. <laughs> Transylvania. 30 days of Montana. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, they this is like hey it got warm so we must have gone really far underground then it starts to get cold again yeah uh, so they know the draft is getting to them it's now getting brighter they realize it's brighter they haven't had to turn on their flashlights uh, and then uh, in a minute or so they had emerged onto a snow covered mountainside they're out and of course hey there are Big Al's tracks Joe said pointing <laughs> them out fairly fresh too but he could be a good distance ahead of us. <laughs> uh, this is a good time. Let's take a quick break. Now that we're out of the tunnel, we'll come back and finish this. And with that, the boys took a break. Boys take a break. Go ahead whenever you're ready, man. Go ahead. Now? Because mm-hmm. we're back. And we're back. 
I was told never to say and we're back. We've talked about this like two years ago. Who told you that? When I hosted a radio show in college. No, you're always supposed to say and we're back. No, because it implies that you left. This is John Q logic. And they don't they don't want you don't they don't want you to say welcome back or and we're back. Oh. You just come back, you gotta hit right into it. Oh, really? Yes, what they told us. Yeah. Well And they would know they were bad radio DJs. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to be here. Bad radio DJs. But great and humble. Great and humble. X Factor. X Factors. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> uh, we never left. We, we never, never left. Anywhere. But the boys are back. The boys are back in town. Uh, so they found, found Big Al's tracks. And now we, we get this chase uh, that we were robbed of in the last chapter. In the last chapter, they were like, an hour long <laughs> chase. <laughs> oh. So now we're getting I some of this. I didn't think of it like that. And it's and it's horrible. Yeah, it's the worst chase ever. Do you think that during the chase from the previous chapter, that they could see him the whole time? Because like it ends with you know they they watch him go around the corner, they go around yeah. the corner and he's gone, and then they just haven't seen him since then. They're just following the tracks. Do you think the whole time they were like a hundred feet away for like a six-hour chase or whatever it was? <laughs> Or hours this went I don't on. Oh, just a little ebb and flow. Are they losing them, gaining on them, losing them, gaining on them? Hobbin and dobbin, hobbin and dobbin. Yeah, hobbin and John. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All I know about that race is that it was fast. Yeah, and and, uh, and unarmed and furious. Half of it was unarmed. It's going for furious, but I like the unarmed. <laughs> yes, furiously you unarmed. Said furious too. Ooh, I would have. Uh, yeah, I would have allowed Brad that. Pitt. It would have been good. Yeah, with Brad Pitt and Logan Lerman. Mm. Yeah, David Ayer film. Wasn't too bad. Furry? Furry. I it. <laughs> it was weird. It took a weird turn. Yeah. <laughs> it took a weird turn. Then it was okay. That third act twist when they introduced the squirrels, the part that I was just like, I think I might be out. It's like, why make him talk? Yeah. <laughs> okay. we, we understood the emotions of it. The emotions were you great. The whole time he's looking for nuts. Show, but I don't, don't tell me. Exactly. Show me. I'm yes. from Missouri. <laughs> the Shelby State? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, fairly fresh tracks, but he could be a good distance ahead of us. Any idea where we are, Frank? Nope. Uh, I'm famished, though. How about you? Oh, Same gosh. here. Think we can take the time to eat? And we put a pin in it earlier of they didn't want to pause too long. I mean, this is not even earlier. This is page 133 where they say uh, they want to stop for a bite to eat. On page 132 at the very bottom, it says the line about uh, we probably shouldn't rest too long. Well, it's different here. Even though they've tried to be accommodating to the horses, when the horses want to rest, they're like, ah, we better hurry this up. And they're like, but I'm kind of hungry. Let's <laughs> set up camp. Let's see yeah. if there's a restaurant around here. <laughs> I got this carton of when beans. When does the diner open? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I got my bag of wet beans. May as well, Frank decided. No telling how long we'll be on the trail. Luckily, we didn't unpack. Yeah, so the boys fed their horses. Yes, they, thank you. Built a small thank fire and you. had breakfast. Then they swung back into the saddles and resumed their pursuit. <laughs> it's not pursuit now. Yeah. They just resumed following wet tracks <laughs> in the snow. Oh, uh, no. That's so his tracks led upward onto a beaten trail winding along the mountainside. Like, hey, you know something, Joe? I'll bet this is a continuation of Ambush Trail. 
Snap! That was a finger snap. You're right. <laughs> finger snap. Finger snap. You're right. I remember seeing that rocky outcrop way in the distance, just before we fell into the river. Well, if this is Ambush Trail, Big Al must be heading for their hideout on Windy Peak. That figures, Joe agreed. He thinks he's shaken us by going through the tunnel. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he really he doesn't. absolutely does yeah. not think that. I don't think he has any thought process except ride as fast as you can. But actually, these boys are going to stop for breakfast and lunch. I can ride pretty slow. And, and I have to assume that Big Al is armed. Well, yeah. Like, he does not fire a weapon at all in yeah. this scene. He's throwing rocks instead when we find him. Spoiler alert. We're about yeah. to find him, and he throws Man rocks. Deuces. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, like, just shoot him. Man. <laughs> They're away from uh, from Sheriff Kenner and Hank yeah. Shale. Take them out. Yeah. Just take these boys you've tried, out. Like, si- you've, you thought you, you murdered them rock several them. times. Yeah. yeah. And now he's throwing minor rocks. Weird the big rock didn't work. Let's try the small one. What a weird calling card, too. <laughs> this guy likes rocks. Rocks and rats. They're, they're gonna find a bo- <laughs> they're gonna find a body with a rock on it. Hey, this has got Big Al's name all over it <laughs> in red paint. It actually says Big Al right there. Uh, good grief! How can we tackle that kind of? He ground? leaves wet tracks on all of his rocks. <laughs> <laughs> crowbar shards and red paint and wet tracks uh, too much uh, how can we tackle that kind of ground when our horses are exhausted already <laughs> guys you just rested them uh, oh man maybe there's uh wait oh yeah maybe there's no need to joe i have a hunch this could be a dodge to throw us off ah so uh Two hours later, <laughs> after talking the matter over, the Hardys decided to halt for a rest. Two hours later, feeling refreshed, they hit the trail again. Uh, not just a rest, but halt for lunch and a rest. Obviously. It's they implied. just had breakfast on page 134, and now at the top of 135, it's time for lunch and the rest. I imagine In this two is like hours this to is, eat? It's like a 10.30 breakfast and 11.30 lunch. <laughs> <laughs> They're hobbits. I'm hungry, man. Yeah, they are hungry men. My son is going to sleep right now. Oh. And he's wearing a shirt that says, breakfast, 11sies, lunch, second lunch. Uh, it's all the Hobbit meals. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, your hunch paid off, Frank, Joe exclaimed. These tracks, so the, the tracks come back onto the trail. They, they think, could you stop talking about my back, please? Well, it was Joe who said, Joe with the hunch is like, hey, your hunch paid <laughs> off, Frank. And Frank's just like, not a hunch. Too bad yours did <laughs> Should have joined the circus, freak. (laughs) (laughs) Frank and Joe took the lower trail since the uh, prince showed Big Al had gone that way. (laughs) 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 Obviously. (laughs) Uh, Suddenly, a pebble clattered down from a rock, jutting out just above their heads. (laughs) Frank shot a quick glance upward. Look out, Joe! He yelled. <laughs> now this is the weird That's, part. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it gets dark. It gets real dark here. A rope with a wide circling noose was snaking down towards his brother's head. What a clumsy... <laughs> what a clumsy... Cli- and, and what a, a long shot. Yeah. That, like, best case... Uh, well, I'm sorry, not best case, but most likely... 
a rope is going to hit him in the chest. Yeah. Like, you can't tell from that perspective how far down, looking down, unless you measured it out and knew Joe's height. Yeah. How to how to just snake, like snare his neck in a random noose that you're dangling <laughs> over the cliff. What a weird... This is like a James Bond, like, they'll never escape my hanging noose. <laughs> He'll ride right it's into a, it. It's a whole canyon of a bunch of nooses just dropping. They don't realize people could just kind of like sway past them. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, so, uh, so was, Frank's warning came an yeah. instant too late. Oh, no. The noose settled over Joe's shoulders and jerked tight, nearly yanking him from the saddle. I was like, whoa. Okay. How how okay. how though can the rope settle on your shoulders and yank you out of your saddle? I don't like, know. I have no. I, when I'm in the wilderness, like if a fly hits my face, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like you brush it off. And yeah, like, it's immediate. If a rope passes through <laughs> your periphery, down around your neck, you're gonna like oh oh weird what? like riding <laughs> through a cobweb. They'd be like ugh, ugh. yeah. Not to mention you have the use of your hands right now. So it's not like your hands are tied behind your back where you can't just take the noose and undo it. You know, or yank down and pull him down. This supports the popular theory that Joe is blind. <laughs> and that's why he puts his ear to the ground. The cataracts. Yeah, he's got the cataracts. He's got the cataracts. Got the cataracts. Ear to the ground. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in true Artie Boy's fashion, it picks him up. He swings out over the edge, but... Then he lands on the trail and he's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then we get two contrasting things here at the end of that first big paragraph on 136. Uh, unhurt, he struggled to his feet and began extricating himself from the noose. There goes the rat, Frank yelled as a figure burst from the ledge and scrambled rapidly along the slope. Big Al! Instantly, Joe was back in the saddle. Mm. To go from unhurt... Yeah, but still struggling is already yeah. one thing. Like, why is he struggling if he's not hurt? <laughs> why is he struggling to stand up if he's not hurt? Yeah. But then to instantly be in the saddle, like yeah. you were just struggling to stand up. How did you? How are you not laboring to climb up on top of your horse? It does but not make sense. This is not. This is not the same author who wrote our wind-wrapped whispers. Yeah, what of happened to that guy? Eerie loneliness or girl? Yeah. We traded him. Thank you. I know. Yeah, traded. Progressive. We traded him or her. We did get another rat reference, by this the way. This is definitely written by a man. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. This is awful. There goes the rat, Frank yelled. Uh, and it's truly a rat race. Does it really say there goes the rat? Yeah. Man, we were joking. <laughs> yeah, there goes the rat. You weren't kidding? No, no. This, this book is all... It's, it's going to end with, dude. oh, rats. It's, it has to. That's this where it's going. This book is written by a rat. <laughs> uh, so, so boys, hold it, Frank. Uh, both boys yanked their horses to a rearing, winning halt in the nick of time. A split second later, the rock crashed onto the trail just ahead, rolled to the edge, and went over. So old boy is what? Throwing rocks at him now. Yeah, he's throwing yeah. rocks. This, this it's his calling card. MO. This is yeah. what he does. <laughs> he's a rocksman. Spends most of his life lifting rocks to the bo to the tops of hills just to be ready. <laughs> you don't want to run out of rocks. <laughs> Just ties a rope to him so he can pull him back up. <laughs> He's got a basket of rocks. Like that he, Easter that he bought at Burke's General Store. Yeah. <laughs> get him in bulk, save you. Get you. He'll, he'll get. He'll cut you twenty percent. <laughs> if you if you get more than twelve rocks, he'll give you twenty percent. <laughs> oh my He's got god! Rock bottom prices. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something about these rocks. They roll. 
<laughs> was DiGiorno this episode? <laughs> oh, no, it was last episode. I've got my rhyme, and I'm so ecstatic about it because all the rock talk. Stay, hold, hold steady, hold my steady. friend. I'm holding steady. I can't forget. So, uh, trail ahead bent sharply around a projecting shoulder of the mountainside. Joe caught a quick glimpse of Big Al outlined against the sky as he rounded the slope. Hmm. Then he disappeared. Classic. Because of the cataracts. Because <laughs> cataract mountain will make you blind. <laughs> Suddenly, Joe's stigmatism sprang into full force. <laughs> <laughs> the boys slowed their mounts to negotiate the dangerous hairpin curve of the ledge. As they came around to the opposite side of the shoulder, Joe reined in and signed Frank to halt. Ahead stood Big Al's riderless horse. The Hardys dismounted to scout the situation. Two things here. Yeah. So Big Al's not mirrors. on his horse. Riderless horse. Mirrors. Mirrors? He's using mirrors. That's what I'm guessing. Who's, who's using mirrors? Uh, Big Al. He's using mirrors to make it look like he's disappeared. Oh. Yeah. I understand what you're yeah. saying now. Yeah. See, mirrors. I think he's not on the horse, as we're about to confirm. Yeah. But the two things here are, one, why would you get off your horses to, it like, <laughs> it, like, it's either a trap. Yeah. Or Big Al is somewhere nearby. Like, yeah. why make yourself suddenly I more, have no more idea. vulnerable? But also, take the horse. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like you could take the horse and start to head back on the trail, and Big Al's going to be in a bad place. Most you likely. You need a horse in these parts. Yes. So, subdue his horse. Yes. Uh, humanely. Yes. Obviously. With, yes. Uh, with Joe's reassuring hand. Yes. Calm its, <laughs> calm its nerves. Uh, although it's probably pretty used to the boulder throwing. Oh, here goes Big Al again. <laughs> Look at bombs away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, steal his yeah. horse. Yeah, so they get off their horses like the idiots they are. Uh, where has he gone? Frank asked tensely. Search me, Joe replied. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's not this on you. This is not the time. Okay, not everyone is in your pockets. Feel my pockets, Frank. I don't want to feel your pockets. Feel my pockets. Just, I'm just going to let you do it. There's a kid in my high school who used to go around, and he always went, feel my pockets. <laughs> I had no idea why. What was his superlative? <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think he was nominated, unfortunately. What a shame. Yeah. Most uh, likely to become a tailor, maybe? I don't ooh, know. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, just past the outlaw's horse, the trail petered out, and the terrain sloped upward in a jumble of giant rocks. Ooh. Beyond them, a huge boulder stood poised straight up like a pinnacle. Oh, he must. Again, by, by the way, not a pinnacle, not like a pinnacle. It is a pinnacle. Does it say like a? Oh, it does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the huge boulder stood poised straight up like a huge boulder that was poised straight up. <laughs> he must be holed up among those rocks, Frank said, probably waiting for us. I was surprised Frank didn't say like, he probably thinks he lost us. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so he hardly finished speaking when Joe clutched his brother's arm and pointed. Look, there he is. Big Al had suddenly appeared, clawing his way to the very top of the jutting boulder. He's trapped, Frank cried out triumphantly. Let's get him unarmed. <laughs> Horseless. <laughs> Horseless, gunless, <laughs> lawless. Yes. 
These boys, mm. not very smart. Mm. Because I can tell you one thing, Sean. What can you tell me, David? There's one thing I know for sure. What is that one thing that you know for sure, David? Big Al. Yeah. Has a gun. I'm familiar. Okay. But what the boys think is that he has a love gun. A love gun? A love gun. The boys think he's just got this piece of iron that shoots out little cuddly kisses. You know what I'm saying? Little yoga goats. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Which makes me wonder. Mm Mm-hmm. When we get to chapter 16, will there be a kiss meme? Kiss the rock band? The love gun? Kiss meme? (laughs) (laughs) Can't tell if you're going to sneeze. No, no. My my back is sore because that was such a big stretch. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Of a stretchman. (laughs) Again, thanks for listening to the podcast. There's other podcasts. You can just Google podcasts and you'll find stuff that's better than this. Uh, but none of them have listening. the X Factor. Uh, but again, they're probably not going to talk about all painting and the like rocks that look like stuff. Yeah, and they're not recording in 30 degree weather. In 32 bit. In 32 bit. 32 bit and 32 degrees. <laughs> While listening to 98 degrees. That was original content from Boom Reactive.